This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Happy New Year's, guys. You too, happy Lydia. Thank Lydia. you, thank you, thank you, sweetheart. I'm thank so, you. I'm so happy to be talking to both of you, and you're both strong and healthy and doing well. I feel like we're the only ones that didn't get COVID. Oh, uh, we may very well be. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right, right about that. I swear. Yeah. Uh, so far. This whole place had it, but we weren't here last week, so we were we were salvaged from that. I've had oh it before, my- but... I was I was here the whole week and I was doing doubles and this and that because like everybody was like wiped out from COVID and I won't say who it was but there's somebody who works at the station whose wife got COVID and she became really sick she couldn't breathe she was having trouble going up and down the stairs all these things she went to the hospital uh, he had to leave in the middle of his shift and the doctors are like you know we can't give you the uh, monoclonal antibodies we don't we don't have enough you don't you're not a part of one of the risk factors and oh. and I'm like what do you mean you're not one of the risk factors well she's not over the age of 65 and she is white because, yes, guys, that is now part of the guidelines because Governor Hochul said that racism is now a, a crisis here in New York. And as part of rationing out the antibody treatment, this monoclonal treatment that helps uh, treat COVID and has saved many, many lives, one of the criteria in order to be prioritized to get it is to be non-white race or Hispanic Latino ethnicity, that should be considered a risk factor. I'm reading this directly from the New York State guidelines as lo- because it is a long-standing systemic health and social inequities that have contributed to an increased risk of severe illness and death from COVID-19. So they're saying that is why non-white people and Latinos should get priority because of long-standing systemic health and social inequities. And then on top of it, People in Staten Island, they were like, well, we can't get any COVID tests. Where are our testing sites? So Staten Island City Councilman Borelli, his office emailed the Department of Health and Hygiene, and they got a reply back the same exact day. And they said uh, health officials say they are prioritizing minority communities to get the COVID testing because they've been born the brunt of this pandemic due to structural racism. Structural? What are? I mean, are they talking about structural racism? What are they talking about? Are they talking about? I don't know. Eating behaviors well, or uh, what are they saying? Well, that's what, that's what it is. It, they're not. They're not even saying that. See, that's what I said. I, 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 I could understand if they're like, listen, if you, the reason we're seeing blacks and Latinos die at a higher rate from COVID than than white people is because they have more obesity problems. They have a higher chance of diabetes. There's different. They they do suffer more health issues. But it's not. It's nine times that it's it's not structural racism. It's because of eating habits. It's it's a whole plethora of reasons. And the fact that they're saying that should just be a criteria whether you're white or not, and not taking into account other severe underlying issues is just. I mean, that's part of it too. Well, but I would say also uh, the New York Post pointed this out in in, in an editorial. Uh, it's a class problem. In other words. People who are more affluent exactly. have the ability to stay exactly. home, work remotely, whereas, uh, you know, people who drive, who deliver food, for example, for a living or have to work in a store, uh, that type of thing as a clerk or whatever, they actually have to go out into the, you know, the environs and expose themselves. So it's not structural racism. It's class. It's the same thing down in uh, Appalachia. Those poor people, they're fat and they have to... Uh, you know, they have to work uh, next to other people. The same thing. They're, they're white. It's it, What this is, this is systemic uh, structural racism. Asking somebody what race you are before you administer 
before you uh, allocate a certain uh, therapeutic to somebody, that is racism with a capital R. That is KKK racism right there. What I, I mean, what a what a such a huge failure by the Biden administration. We're two years into this. Donald Trump basically hand gift hand wrapped gift wrapped it gave them a present the Operation Warp Speed the vaccines to end this pandemic all they had to do was do an Operation Warp Speed when it came to the antivirals pay the companies in advance just like Trump did make sure that they indemnify them make sure that they don't get sued he could have done that same thing with the antiviral medications all of that that should have been done all the therapeutics and instead people white people who are going to the hospital really sick because this happened, I, I know this firsthand because this happened to a coworker's wife was simply told, go home and take some Advil. So I brought this up to Dr. Siegel when I was on Cats at Night and he said he's hearing it from a lot of people. And I said, well, okay, so say, God forbid, knock on wood, I'm white. I get COVID. I'm really, really sick. I'm struggling to breathe and I need the antiviral treatment. How do I get it? You know, do I self-identify as an illegal migrant so then I can also get the $450,000 That's too? Funny. Or That's funny. what? what what can I do? And he says, there's nothing you can do. This is what he told me. He goes, you got to know somebody. He said he has tried to get people the antivirals and he was unable to, but he was able to save an elderly couple's life in Ohio because it's not just happening here in New York. It's happening all over the country where they're rationing out the antiviral uh, medication. But here in New York, they literally put it in black and white. You can put it, I'm going to put it out there on the website. You'll see that it says they're prioritizing non-white people for this life-saving treatment. I mean, it, this is this is outrageous. Now, this is a de Blasio initiative. Again, now- this- No, Hochul. Hochul. Oh, is this Hochul? This is Hochul. This oh, is Hochul. Geez. This is a statewide thing. She said racism is now a crisis. And then as a result, this was like on December 22nd, she kind of snuck it out there. She put out a statement. And then you go onto the website and you see what it says there. Well, according to the New York Post, it says New York City. So that's where I got that from. I blame the New York Post on that because on a similar uh, issue, this uh, syringe vending machine, same thing. City health officials plan to install 10 vending machines uh, that will include clean needles and this uh, overdose reversing naloxone to drug users. You know, you stick that in somebody who OD and they come back to life and they say they want to uh, put these in uh, certain areas to tear down barriers created by, quote unquote, white privilege. Now that's a that's a city thing as well, according to the New York Post. Either way, wow! They sh- can we put one of those like right there? Where where can we put one of those uh, vending machines? We need to put it by like some billionaire's house, so then they <laughs> that's on the city council. Some radical, yeah. you know, left wing oh, nutjob. How about, how about uh, Brad Lander? Brad, the, oh, the controller. Yes. This guy, Brad Lander, just like uh, Mayor De Blasio is going to maintain six uh, NYPD uh, uh, officers, detectives, probably. As a security detail, Mr. Defund the Police, Mr. I Hate Cops, he's going to keep six. Brad Lander is going to have about six cops also protecting him. The the New York City Comptroller, six cops. This guy was a virulent anti-Black Lives Matter guy, uh, a pro-Black Lives Matter, anti-cop, defund the police guy. And he's going to have like this uh, extensive uh, security, NYPD security detail. These people are hypocrites. I mean, hypocrite does not even cover. But what's funny about that? I want to I say worse than hypocrite. I, 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 can't. I couldn't pick Brad Lander out of a lineup. I mean, one I, thing about De Blasio, I do know what he looks like, and I like to kick his ass. What? Uh, Brad Lander, <laughs> I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Remember the geek that ran for uh, mayor? He was one of the. Uh, he was one of the mayoral candidates. Which uh, one? Scott Stringer. 
Yeah, but I know what he looks like, Scott. Right, Schreiber. right. Well, right. you will eventually. Now, this is the first time you've heard Brad Lander's name. Because he's a new controller, right? Right. right. So, but right. but he is he is the replacement for Scott Stringer. Yeah. And uh, this guy is he again uh, uh, accepting a. Why does he even need a security detail? Who who the hell cares about Brad Lander? <laughs> I mean, please, he's but a he's controller. Gonna, he's going to have one, and we're going to pay for it. And he was such an anti-police guy, an anti-cop right, guy. Right. I mean, he's the whole the whole so. Eric Adams, you got a lot of work to do, pal. A lot of work to do. So before right. we anoint Eric Adams the savior, which is easy to do because de Blasio was so bad, as I've been saying all morning long, Adams needs to be a lot better, and he's got to start showing it very, 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 very quickly. And I don't mean commenting after somebody gets shot. I mean actually doing stuff. Well, do you, stuff. Let me just say that uh, the work day for his first day in office – Hasn't even begun yet. Oh, I know. So just like uh, with, uh, remember, we were we were we, we we were almost asked to give Joe Biden a chance, and we did, and of course he screwed it all up. We know now. Uh, let's see what Eric Adams does. Don't give him a chance. Absolutely. Well, did you see what Eric Adams? He called nine one one when he saw that assault happening when he was in Brooklyn, and the cops came to because three guys were fighting on the street. He called it in on his cell phone. And the cops came and they left. So now he knows how everybody else feels when they call the cops and everything. And by the way, I have to bring up, you mentioned hypocrites. I don't know if you mentioned this already about AOC. Yes, I know she's partying it up in Florida. Well, there's new pictures now of her on New Year's Day. She's at a drag queen bar. Now, it's outdoors, okay? And I don't think she's doing technically anything wrong. She's outdoors. She's having a good time. But this comes from somebody who's saying, you got to be masked up and we got to socially distance and we're in the middle of a crisis. And remember how critical she was of Cruz, Senator Cruz, when he went to Mexico to drop off his daughters during that ice storm. And here she is during the middle of a crisis where non-white persons, which make up most of her constituents, are, you know, they're inflicted with uh, COVID. They can't get tests. They can't all these, uh, any viral treatments. And she's partying it up and she's like hugging around, you know, Billy Porter. He's like that that gay actor that he wears like a dress or something like yeah. that to yeah. the Oscars. Yeah. So she's like, and then did you see what she tweeted back as somebody criticized her? They said, talk about being a hypocrite. People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Look at you. We're in the middle of a crisis and you're partying it up in Florida. And she said, this is what she tweeted. This is a congresswoman of the United States. She said, um, if a if Republicans are mad they can't date me, they can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet. You creepy weirdos. Yeah. I'm the boss. And they show, I'm she, the she, boss. She tweets a picture out of her and her boyfriend, who, by the way, happens to be white, whiter than me, believe it or not. <laughs> I'm supposed to actually, uh, you know, you're, compe- close in the dark. you're compelled to uh, identify people by their race these days because we play identity politics all over the place. And, you know, she's a champion of... Uh, Certain people, and uh, you're supposed to point these things out. I don't know why we have to, but I don't know. That's the rule these days, and that's why I did it. Well, we got to give it give it right back to them. But yes, we will have a lot more. Bill O'Reilly, John Katzmatidis, five o'clock tonight. Cats at night. So you definitely want to listen in because it's a great show. Thank you, Lydia. Lydia reports. Lydia Serrano, five o'clock. Cats roundtable. Cats at night. Excuse me.